You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk about the WNBA is Calvin Wetzel from Her Hoop Stats and Sportsline. All right, Calvin, I don't have to tell you how important Liberty at Aces is, uh, not just for tonight, but for the grand scheme of things and the league. First off, what plays do you have in this game? And what are you looking for that may help you with futures bets down the road as far as this matchup is concerned? Yeah, well, like you said, I mean, this is the matchup that every WNBA fan has been waiting for all season. It's the first of possibly 10 of these matchups between the two super teams that have been, you know, dominating the landscape all season long. So I'm really just looking for how they match up with each other in terms of futures, because the aces are odds on favorites right now to win the championship. And this is the Liberty's first real test to sort of prove if they can hang. Uh, The aces have been kind of blowing everyone out by 30, 40. That shouldn't be the case in this game. So we'll see, you know, if the Liberty look really good and maybe even come out with a win this game, they, they might be a good futures bet right now. I'm seeing plus 170, plus 180 a lot of places. In terms of bets on this game, I do lean Liberty. I'm seeing plus seven and a half. Uh, the total, I'm probably staying away from because it's the highest total we've had all season in the mid-170s, and it deserves to be so. Uh, I, I do love a couple props in this game. Asia Wilson overs. 19 and a half points, or if it, I've seen it move to 20 and a half at some places, I still like it there. Uh, and then same deal with her rebounds, nine and a half rebounds. She's averaging 30 minutes a game this year, but that's because, like I said, they've been blowing out so many teams. When she gets more than 30 minutes a game this year, she's six and one on that over 19 and a half points. She's also five and two on that at home. Uh, this is going to be a playoff atmosphere type of game. We're going to see starters go 33, 34, 35 minutes. So really, any overs in this game are probably going to be better than unders. I would stay away from under props in this game, but I think Asia in particular is a good look. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much for joining us, Calvin. Uh, I want to ask you about Indiana and Phoenix. Phoenix off to a disappointing start to the season. They had to fire their head coach after a 2-10 and ten start. Are they going to be able to turn things around? They're underdogs here. I'm seeing plus 120 on the money line plus two and a half on the spread or is this just an Indiana spot what do you like in this one I lean towards Indiana in this one you know Phoenix has only won two games all year and one of those two was against Indiana uh, earlier in the year they've also only covered twice all year easily the worst record against the spread as well but Indiana only (laughs) shot 20 percent from three in that game that's not going to happen again in this game and they've been playing a lot better since they actually played pretty close with the aces in their last game who like we said most teams haven't been able to hang with the aces uh so i lean indiana in this one i think 
Aaliyah Boston and Melissa Smith is going to be a really tough matchup for Mercury front court that's pretty thin outside of Brittany Griner. Uh, and, and then Diana Taurasi and, and Suge Sutton, Mariah Jefferson are going to have a tough time defensively with Kelsey Mitchell. So I would lean uh, Indiana. I've seen minus one and a half or minus two and a half. I would take them there. Uh, th- there's been a big move in in the futures market. I know there's been some injury situation, and, and Betham Jam was saying that, okay, now we got some liability uh, with the sun. A- anything in the futures market that you find interesting? Because before the season started, it was all aces, all liberty. Those were the only teams anyone would consider for something with the fu- with futures. But then all of a sudden, you get things get great start with the sun. And then people are there to where that's for a lot of sports books right now. What is your opinion of them? Yeah, it's tough because the Sun were definitely the biggest challenger to the Liberty or the Aces if you were going to pivot to a third team. And then they lost, you know, star center Brianna Jones. Like, blow for them. Uh, I was on preseason 25-plus wins, and their win total over was 20 and a half. But – I had to hedge out the middle under 27 and a half when that injury happened uh, because that she's a huge part of what they do on both ends of the floor in terms of anchoring the defense and, and offensive rebounding, scoring in the post. Uh, so I would be a little bit wary of taking the sun at this point at that plus 1200 mm-hmm. number. Uh, and same deal with the Mystics. When you look at the next challenger there at plus 2000, they just lost their center for a few weeks, not for the whole season like Brianna Jones, uh, Shakira Austin, just went down. So they will get her back. And they actually played really well in their first game yesterday without her. Uh, we'll see if that continues over the next few weeks as they navigate life without her. But uh, it's really tough when the biggest challengers to the super teams have dealt with some key injuries. Uh, it just really sort of widens the gap. So I probably wouldn't really be looking at anyone futures right now other than the Aces or Liberty. Seattle is a two and a half point favorite against Minnesota. The total is 162 and a half. Any plays for this game? Yeah, you know, I, I like the under on this one, uh, which might seem scary. They just played a couple days ago and, and both teams scored a thousand points. It, it was crazy <laughs> up tempo shot making. Uh, I think it, it comes back down to earth a little bit in this game. They both shot in the 40s from three. I think we're going to see that sort of regress. And we also have Claire Aubrey is refereeing this game. She's 7-0 and on unders. Uh, so I'm going to ride that trend to continue as well. I would probably play this one if it stays in the low 160s. Uh, and we've seen a lot of times when these teams in the WNBA play these back-to-backs, uh, even two days apart when they face each other twice in a row, that uh, the second game we see some defensive adjustments. It slows down a little bit. And especially in a situation like this where these aren't the same location, the back-to-back, uh, one in Minnesota and one in Seattle. So you have travel in between, which will make them tired out a little bit as well. So, so I like the under on that line. What are some other trends that you've noticed, whether it's prop bets or just overall things that you've noticed betting-wise in the WNBA that's been profitable? Yeah, well, the WNBA started out for about the first month or so with home dogs being crazy profitable, over 60%. Mm. I think we're seeing sort of a, a market correction on that in the last few days or last week or so, and we've seen a lot of home dogs really struggle, um, which is another reason why I like the Fever, going back to the Fever-Mercury game, uh, the Mercury are home dog and Fever on the road there. So I would I would probably look to fade home dogs more often than not. Coming up here, I think books are sort of over-adjusting to how well 
home dogs performed in that first month of the season. Um, and you can maybe look to sort of take some road favorites coming up. I love when, uh, when we see win totals updated throughout the season and how they adjust from, uh, from our priors, where we were at the very beginning. Are there any specific teams where you think they're playing out over their skis a little bit and they're going to come back down to earth? Maybe you would jump on, <laughs> jump on an under, take a look at that. Or a team just getting off to a slow start, but, but you know they're going to end up turning it around. And maybe you can get some value because the, uh, the numbers come down a little bit. Yeah, well, I mentioned the Sun earlier. I, I might still be looking to take their under. I think it's come down a win or two from that 27 and a half. Uh, but like I said, Bree Jones is a huge deal for them, uh, one of their best players. And then the Fever, honestly, their, their win total has come up a lot because they've been playing so well, but I'm not sure if it's come mm -hmm. up high enough. They were historically bad last year, and really the last few years, uh, their win total was as low as seven and a half preseason uh, at some books. And that's that's definitely in double figures now, but they they've been continuing to roll and continue to piece things together with Aaliyah Boston and Alyssa Smith, the uh, number one pick and number two pick of the last two drafts. And, and then Kelsey Mitchell in the backcourt uh, and their new coach, Christy sides has done a fantastic job. So I see them continuing to compete. Most of their losses this year have been pretty close uh, with one or two. Exceptions, whereas last year, their losses were all 30 point type blowouts. So even in their losses, they've looked really competitive. So I, I would look to a fever over here, even though it's a lot higher than it, it was just a couple weeks ago. He's Calvin Wetzel from Her Hoop Stats. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at CWetzel31 here on BetQL Daily. You brought up an interesting point that I want to discuss a little bit more, and it's that idea of teams playing, maybe not on consecutive nights, but the same teams playing against each other, say, second time in three days, four days, something like that. We see that trend in, say, NBA playoff series where the longer the series goes, the less scoring that you see. Defensive adjustments, slower tempo, those kinds of things. Do you feel like that this is a trend that the market will ultimately correct for? Or is this something where it's tougher for the market to make those kinds of corrections and it may be a trend that we'll see for a while? Yeah, I do think the market uh, has gotten a lot better over the last couple of years at correcting for this when the first game is sort of a reasonable outcome. Uh, a couple of years ago, we saw back-to-back -back unders. If you just blind bet back-to-back -back unders, they hit at an extremely profitable rate. Uh, I wouldn't say that's necessarily the case now. You probably have to pick your spots with them, but I still think books have a little bit of a trouble adjusting when you see sort of an anomaly performance in that first matchup like we talked about with the Storm and the Lynx, with both teams shooting out of their minds from three a couple days ago and that total going, you know, into the 180s, 190s, almost 200, uh, you see books adjust a little bit too high from what that first total was, sort of overreact to that first result. We might see that same thing tomorrow. We see Dream versus Mystics tomorrow, and they played yesterday. Same thing happened. Extremely high-scoring game. Ended up in the 180s, uh, well, well over what the – pre-game pre total was and so we might see an overinflated line for that one as well where I would look to take an under and, and look for the pace to slow down and shot making to come back down to earth. Awesome. Calvin, one of the props I had my eye on was Kelsey Plum and her points prop at 17 and a half. She typically goes over that. If not, it's it might be a little sweaty at 16 or 17. <laughs> Curious your thoughts on that prop for tonight. I do like that over. Yeah, she had a sort of a cold streak a couple weeks ago um, where she was going under that a lot. And I think books haven't 
uh, caught up to her hot streak yet that, that she's turned things around, really found her stroke. She was shooting in the 20s from three during that cold streak after having arguably the best shooting season in WNBA history last season. Uh, first player ever to mm-hmm. shoot 40% on three threes a game. And now she's sort of finding that stroke again. Uh, they opened her at one and a half threes as well, and she's at two and a half now, but still plus money on the over, which is a decent look as long as it stays at plus money. Uh, I think the Liberty are going to put Benajah Laney on Jackie Young. That's their best defender. So Kelsey Plum uh, probably won't see as much of her as Jackie Young will, which should free her up for some more looks as well. Um, and playing at home, again, I, I like the over as well on, on either threes or points. What do you what do you think of uh, the prop of Aces or Liberty at minus four fifty versus the field? What would you do? Uh, do you have an opinion on that price? And is there anything to do here because the field is plus three seventy? Yeah, you know it's always tough to take a minus four fifty on any bet, but <laughs> I think if you got to pick one of these sides, you still have to take it uh, because of what we talked about with those injuries to the Sun and the Mystics, who are really the only two teams I think would have any shot of challenging the top two. There's a big gap between four and five, just like there's a big gap from two to three. So I don't see anyone fifth or lower coming even close. Uh, and the Mystics, maybe once they get Shakira Austin healthy, would have a shot. Uh, but minus 450 is, is still probably underpriced at this point, considering that you're not only going to have to knock off one of those teams a game or two, you're going to have to knock them off in a series, three out of five. I just think that's too big of an ask at this point for a Sun team that's going to be without their starting center and a Mystics team who hasn't looked very good on offense. They have maybe the best defense in the league, but one of the worst offenses in the league. So they have to clean that up if they want any shot at beating either the Aces or the Liberty three times in five games. Any player props concerning assists or rebounds that stand out to you? Yeah, I love uh, Courtney Vandersloot assist tonight. I think I saw it at seven and a half on DraftKings. I still like the eight and a half on, on other books as well. Uh, she she went under a few times when Sabrina Unescu was injured because Sabrina's been easily her highest percentage target uh, of assists. The highest percentage of her assists has gone to Sabrina on spot ups. And Sabrina came back. Uh, the books haven't caught up to that yet. So I love her assists over, especially in a game that should be really up-tempo, really high-scoring. Aces obviously love to get up and down. Like we said, this is the highest total that we've seen in any game this season. So we're going to see a lot of buckets, I'm sure. Uh, if you have a 10-plus out there, like an alt line uh, plus money, I wouldn't mind taking that uh, on Courtney Vandersloot either. It's only one extra assist over 9.5 versus over 8.5. So uh, any, any way you can play Courtney Vandersloot assist, I think is a good play today. Any other props, Calvin, that we haven't touched on that caught your eye that you've either bet or are thinking about betting for tonight? Yeah, I love Nafisa Collier over 20 and a half points, or if it's at 21 and a half on your book, I like that too in the Storm Lynx game. Uh, she's been over in six of seven games. Uh, she's on a heater right now. The one under, she was at 18 points in a blowout to the Aces. They lost by 31 points. She played 26 minutes in that one. Uh, that's her second lowest minute total of the season, her lowest minute total in the last 11 games. She's played in the 30s, usually mid-30s, in, in almost every game in the last month. So, And this spread is one and a half or two and a half at every book. So we're not going to see another 31-point blowout where her minutes are limited. Uh, so I, I definitely expect her to clear this line and, and probably get into the mid-20s or at least 23, 24. 
Good stuff. Calvin Wetzel from Her Hoop Stats and Sportsline. Again, make sure to follow him on Twitter at CWetzel31. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, will the Arizona Cardinals have the worst record in football or are there obvious places to back them? Right here on the BetQL Network.